0: what's up everyone from all around the world including canada usa long island plus the five boroughs of brooklyn bronx manhattan staten island and queens i'm here to guide and help you about anchor anchor is a free hosting site and phone app which is owned by spotify It's the easiest, awesome way to make a podcast. Why are you wasting your money paying for a hosting site to promote your podcast with limited storages? Forget about it. Let me break it down to you. There's creation tools that allow you to record, edit, monetize, add music, intros, music outros, especially distribute your podcast to streaming platforms uploading episodes with limited storages of your podcast right from your phones, computers, laptops, and tablets. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Plus, you get paid some money in your pocket from sponsorships. Excellent. These are the keys you need to make a podcast, including the listeners supporting your show. That way, you can listen to the episode of my show off the meat rack chains new york podcast the unfiltered comedy entertainment show about the stories mixed with entertainment news music real life segments and much more now where can you find follow and listen to the show you ask you can follow the podcast on facebook and instagram all in one word off the meat rack chains new york podcast Alongside with my other show, Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast, and my primary handle, G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. Now, the streaming platforms goes like this. We are on Anchor, Audio Burst, Breaker, Podorama, Listen Notes, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Podchaser, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict, Player FM, TuneIn, Reason FM, we're on Podfriend, Podorama, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. If you have a dream of creating and becoming a podcaster like myself and individual friends that is co-hosting with me, go download the free Anchor app or you can check out anchor.fm to get started. Take advantage of the opportunity that's thrown in your face. If I could do it and reach success, so can you. I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you for listening. Let's go. <clears throat> yo what's up usa canada international long island aka strong island plus the five spots of brooklyn bronx manhattan stand Island, queens this is your man G Money stacks aka the gregonator youtuber host with the most misunderstood lonely nomad unstoppable independent podcaster and rookie podcaster of laurelton queens new york and you're rocking and hanging out with me on the 200 200- and 39th episode of off the meat rack chains new york new york podcast a comedy show based on various wild crazy fun topics in entertainment news music news real life and everything else in between we're live and direct from Streamyard, yard alongside with youtube and alongside with um myself is the instagram live feed of the podcast show page. Make sure you turn on your notifications so you can be reminded of when the show goes in the air um, via live stream. And and also to know when each episode is going to be dropping. And for the most important part, um, if you'd like to support this show right here, especially the other podcast shows that I do on a weekly basis, you can go to this cash up right here, which is G Money Stacks 545. That's dollar sign, capital G, lowercase M-O-N-E-Y, capital S, lowercase T-A-C-K-Z, 545. You don't need to be from a rich family to show more support. It's all about doing the best you can as a human being on whatever amount you choose to donate that you desire will be appreciated. So there you go right there. And also, you can can give a five-star rating to Pod Chaser, alongside with Podfriend Friend, and alongside with Spotify as well. Of course, most importantly, make sure you share the episodes on Spotify and everywhere else that I will mention at the end, at the end of this episode right here. And speaking of, and speaking of which, of course, make sure you go to the YouTube channel of the cha- of G Money Stacks Five Fifty Five. Tap the known you know bell so you can be reminded of when the show goes on the air via live stream along with enabling the alerts so you can know the time of the recording will start. And of course, leave a like and a comment along with the episodes and be sure to and be sure to stay tuned for more video content upcoming episodes previous episodes along with along with sharing the episodes sharing the videos downloading these episodes alongside with um alongside with making making sure you list you listen stream and watch the episodes in case you miss any of the episodes. Don't you worry. Everything is all there. So don't don't worry about that. Um, I will say this. I will say this though. Um, tell a friend to another friend. And of course, word of mouth is important. You can spread the word to everybody that you know, especially um the people you go to work you go to work with, um, whether it's from class in college, whatever, wherever places it is. And I will get to, and I will get to everything at the end of this podcast show. So, um, and, um, I will be making an announcement in regards to, um, an event that's coming up on February 24th in in the next episode so you want to stay tuned for that I will actually um <clears throat> I will talk about that along with um along with along with fresh fly and fabulous I will talk about that in the next episode I'm not going to have time to do it today but I will do it in the next episode so don't you worry um that'll be part of things to do for the weekend and all the other stuff so there you have it right there so <clears throat> without further ado let's get into some transit news uh, we only got one transit news today actually so let's get into it right here um let's go <clears throat> Okay, let me give a shout out to somebody who just came into the live stream. Hold on a second here. Shouts to the homie Chris, man. Um, I went the I went to St. Catherine of Siena um years ago, actually. You know what I'm saying? So, shouts to him for viewing this. I appreciate you for watching this, actually. And um, all right, so first transit news topic that we need to get into right here is the dot and nyc <clears throat> and here's what's happening here just bear with me bear with me okay so the nyc and dot here it is so hundreds on the street parking spaces are in the process of being removed as the department of transportation is reserving these spots for the expansion of its car share program the dot announced today that it is building out its car share program with the aim of adding hundreds of new car shares parking spaces in 2023 to the existing 230 that are currently available the city is working with three car share companies, Zipcar, Get Around, and True Quit to select locations. To excuse me, to select the locations. Um the announcement comes five years after the car share program was launched in 2018 as part of a pilot. The city says that the pilot program proved to be a success and re- released survey findings revealing that the program had the program has reduced greenhouse gas emissions and the need for car ownership. The city also said that New Yorkers are taking advantage of the program, a program where its members reserve vehicles via smartphone and then jump excuse me just walk up to a car at a designated spot and drive away. Okay, so, end quote. We now have the proof that convenient access to car shares frees New Yorkers from the burden of car ownership while helping to fight climate change, said DOT Commissioner um, Edonis Rodriguez (laughs) <laughs> Give me a fucking break with this climate change shit, man. Soon, more New Yorkers will have access to a vehicle when required. No need to sign an expensive lease or to fret about finding a parking space. The DOT over the next two weeks will be installing new signage to. Um, democrat democrat the first 80 of the new dedicated curbside parking spaces. The spots will be spread across Brooklyn, the Bronx and Queens with an explicit focus on equitable access. The DOT has listed the locations on its website. So you can check that out for yourselves. Um, <clears throat> Actually, let's take a look at this. Actually, let's take a look at this though. Um, look all that. Nah, let's not. Actually, you could just download it, if you, <laughs> if you will. Um. Anyway. Anyway, so the car share companies are selecting the locations based on customer demand and household demographic data. The locations must also conform with criteria set forth by the DOT to ensure that underserved communities get access. Hmm. And uh, okay, so okay. The DOT said that the car share spaces that have been in use have been in demand with Each space accounting for 24 trips per month and used by 17 unique members. One moment. Okay, I'm back. The program has also helped reduce the demand for personal vehicles according to the DOT, which conducted a survey of car share users. For instance, 7% of survey respondents said they either sold their car or opted not to buy one. The DOT also said the program has led to a reduction in the amount, excuse me, in the number of vehicles in use, cutting the annual mile, miles driven by 38.7 million. Um, the decline, the agency said, has effectively reduced the amount of greenhouse gases emitted per year by 12,000 metric tons. In quote, the global warming problem cries out for innovative solutions that can help us reduce greenhouse gas emissions. And the city's curbside car share program is one of those solutions, said. Queensborough President Donovan Richards Jr. in a statement. I am heartened by the success of the initial pilot project, and I am ple- very pleased. The program is being expanded to add several hundred more spaces across the city, including many in Queens. New Yorkers have embraced the program according to the DOT and are not illegally parking where the car share signage is posted. The DOT said that after the first year of the pilot, the number of New Yorkers illegally parking in these spaces Dropped off, particularly after the DOT allowed the car share companies to use paint to clearly mark those spaces with car car share parking only. The change made the program more reliable for customers. Supporters of the program also said that it provides New Yorkers with another means of travel to get around. End quote. Car share options provide New Yorkers another degree of flexibility to meet their needs and get where they, they need to go, said so council member um, of Selvina and Brooks Powers, who represents Southeast Queens and is the chair of the council's transportation committee. Short-term car share access can reduce emissions and vehicle mileage vehicle miles travel citywide. I support New York City Department of Transportation's efforts to expand this program. Okay, so let us know in the comments what you think about what you think about um the the NY, NYC DOT trying to um, put more parking spaces and expand the car share program. All right. I might even put that as a question so you never know okay all right so time for chatting all the jazz into some wild crazy and fun topics right here man here it is right here and and the main one has to do with Tory Lanez actually so let's get into it right here Um. This Tory Lanez character is really fucking crazy right now. (laughs) I will say this though. Anyway, so let's get into it. all right so regarding tory lanes right <laughs> this is very crazy though man so the criminal trial against tory lanes has has come to an end um on december 23rd more than two years after megan d stallion accused the 30 year old rapper of shooting her her in the feet a jury found him guilty of assault with a sign semi-automatic firearm, dischar- discharging a firearm with gross intelligence and carrying a loaded unregistered firearm in a vehicle, along with allegations that he personally used a firearm and inflicted great bodily injury. Um, Megan, age 27, has been at the center of a maelstrom since coming forward with her allegations against lanes in august 2020 lanes was officially charged in october 2020 with a felony court felony count excuse me of assault with a semi-automatic firearm negligent discharge of a firearm and having a concealed and unregistered firearm in a vehicle lanes whose real name is Daystar. <laughs> Daystar. Daystar Peterson um, pleaded not guilty to the charges, previously saying that the truth will come out. Okay, first of all, first of all, his stupid ass shouldn't have a fucking firearm in his car in the first place, okay? You know what I mean? And and you know how i always say that there's there's um there's good african americans but this one right here this one right here is a bad seed you know what i'm saying you know there's some african americans who do stupid shit too man like let's not let's not get it twisted there's some good ones there's some bad ones so anyway um He was barred from speaking publicly about the case and was put under house house arrest after another violation of Wayne's bail in which he allegedly attacked singer August Alsina. The Canadian faces a maximum of 22 years and eight months in prison if convicted since megan came forward the case has played out on social media and even in music released by rappers not involved in the conflict on his album daystar released in 2020 more than two months after the encounter lanes refuted megan's allegations on the album's first track money over fallouts claiming that megan and her team are trying to frame him oh please On the other hand, Megan has called out false reporting dealt with Lane's allegedly fabricating emails from her label for press and suffered intense victim blaming from the shooting incident. In an interview for the July cover issue of Rolling Stone, Megan stated that at the conclusion of the trial, I want him to go to jail. I will. I want him to go under the jail. I think it's so crazy that people are able to get online and publish anything that is not a 100% fact, Megan told Rolling Stone. That really is messing with my, with my life. How are you able to do it and get away with it? I see people saying, damn, I would have shot that bitch too. In some kind of way, I became the villain, she said. And I don't know if people don't take it seriously because I seem strong. I wonder if it's because of the way I look. Is it because I'm not light enough? Is is it, that, is it that I'm not white enough? Am I not the shape, the height, because I'm not petite? Do I not seem like I'm worth being treated like a woman? Megan added, in quote, I'm trying every day to get through it and be good. I feel so bad because I don't feel like anybody's taking me seriously, but I don't want to see, I don't want them to see me cry. I don't want them to to know that I feel like this because I don't want them to feel like, oh, I got you. I'm breaking you. Prosecutors say that In July 2020, in the early morning hours after a party in Los Angeles, Lanes allegedly lashed out at Megan after she criticized his musical career, allegedly firing toward her feet as she walked away from the car they had been riding in along with Kelsey Harris, Megan's best friend and assistant at the time. The defense has disputed that Lanes fired the shots, suggesting could had could have been harris wielding the gun whom they claim was upset that megan and lanes had been intimate with each other you know i don't know about this man this this is really really, really ridiculous man <laughs> oh man, so let's see. Um, according to the Rolling Stone, on December twelfth, Los Angeles County Assistant District Attorney Alexander Bot told jurors, "Lanes ordered Megan, whose real name is Megan Pete, to dance, bitch," as Lanes allegedly fired five shots at her at her after she got out of of an suv during an argument in the hollywood hills but also revealed that key witness harris will testify that she saw lanes fire the semi automatic nine millimeter handgun that wounded megan in both feet But Bot alleged that Megan and Harris were terrified at the scene when they agreed to return to the car before it was pulled over by officers a short time later. He revealed that Harris sent three text messages to Megan's bodyguard, Justin Edison. Not to be confused with Thomas Edison, folks. (laughs) No relations, man. Um, in five minutes following the shooting, okay. So, a visual of the text chain presented in the courtroom showed that Harris texted Edison help at 4 27 a.m. on July 12, 2020. Tory shot Meg. The next line read 911. The third bubble read text from Lanes to Megan. Megan and Harris, in which he apologized and said he generally, um just got too drunk, but can't change what I did. We're also reportedly um, read in court. Lane's defense attorneys claim he was not admitting to shooting a gun, but to be to being sexually involved with both Megan and Harris. Lane's lawyer, George. um said the argument in the car had involved harris who was angry when she learned that megan had been intimate with lanes the defense suggested that there is a lack of physical evidence to prove the case against lanes since his dna had allegedly not been found on the gun on december 13th the grammy winner took the stand for most of the day her time understand saw the, the artist fight back emotions as she recounted her allegations against Lanes and faced him in the courtroom while delivering her emotional ter- emotional testimony although megan did not press the charges and is not on trial her testimony is undoubtedly the biggest moment of the trial in quote I just don't feel good, Megan told the court after being asked asked by Los Angeles County Deputy District Attorney Kathy Ta if she was nervous, according to the Los Angeles Times. I can't believe I have to come up here and do this. Megan was directed to recount her personal relationships with both Lanes and Harris, and said she that she and Lanes began arguing as they were driving away from a party at Jenner's home with Lanes, his bodyguard and Harris. Lanes was allegedly upset with Megan because she asked him to leave the party. Megan told the court that she and Lanes had become friends and bonded over the shared loss of their mothers in the months before the shooting. They also occasionally had a sexual relationship, which Harris learned for the first time inside that SUV. According to Megan, um according to the Los Angeles Times, Megan said that Harris had a crush on lanes and after the re- revelation at about their sex lives, the argument spiraled out of control it yeah, damn, damn son, it spiraled right out right out of control, Wow. Yeah, I would have been, yeah, sparring out of control. <laughs> you really, you really waiting to crash and burn on this shit though, right here, man. <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me, man. A crash and burn moment. Um, <laughs> This is like a crash and burn moment, so I'm just gonna, okay. All right, so. (laughs) Oh, man. Lanes allegedly called both women bitches and hoes. She testified, and then the two began bickering over the state of their musical careers. Megan criticized Lanes' musical skills, which is what she says led to the altercation. Toy was basically telling me I wasn't shit, and I said, "Actually, you ain't shit." This is where you at in your career. This is where you at with your music, and I feel like that really rubbed him the wrong way. He kept yelling and cursing. She said, according to Rolling Stone. Um, Ty asked to recall the events of the alleged shooting with the WAP hitmaker reiterating, I've heard the gunshot. I don't know how many, but feels like it went on forever. She told Ta that she heard multiple gunshots going to, going on to confirm that an audio recording of the shots sounded like the events of the night. I've never been shot at before in my life, Megan said claiming that she saw Lane shooting at me. As soon as he started shooting, I put my head down Megan claims stating that she lowered her head, lowered her head because I was scared and I didn't move. Megan told jurors that she that when she eventually returned to the car to the car, Lanes allegedly promised her and Harris one million dollars if they did not tell the police about the incident, claiming he was on probation for a prior weapons offense. Okay, that sounds like a bribe. That sounds like a fucking bribe right there, man. You know what I'm saying? That sounds like a bribe. A fucking bribe, man. Like, really. One million dollars to silence her. Come on. Okay, you offering one million dollars as a as a bribe to actually silence somebody, that sounds like an epic fail right there. All right. (laughs) All right, um she said once los angeles officers stopped the vehicle she grew more afraid of the situation escalating and was scared they would also shoot her the officers subsequently found the gun still warm to the touch on the floorboard near where lanes has been seated bolt no bot told the courtroom adding that lanes and harris both later tested positive for gunshot residue Um, when asked, let me see, let me see, let me see, um, hold on, when Harris woke up, actually, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, let me just, hold on a second, wait a minute, wait a minute here. Wait a minute here. What did I do? Didn't I? Wait. When, um, all right, so when asked, hold on a second. When asked why she didn't initially report the less shooting, Megan reiterated her previous assertion that she wanted to protect everyone involved, especially during, during, in the wake of the killings of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. This was at the height of police brutality. I felt like if I said, this man just shot me, I didn't know if they might shoot first and ask questions later. She, she testified. She also noted how in the Black community, it's not really acceptable to be cooperating with police officers. Megan said her reasoning was twofold because as a woman in the music industry, people have a hard time believing you anyway. After returning from a break, Megan's time on the witness stand continued and the artist was reportedly visi- visibly emotional. I'm really, I'm having a really difficult time sitting up here comfortably telling my story, Megan told the court. According to Rolling Stone, I've got to sit across from Tori. I'm trying, I'm really trying to come off as a strong woman. I don't want to give them the power they've been taken from me going on three years. Megan also said that the alleged shooting and subsequently going public with her allegations has taken a toll on her life. Every man in a position of power in the music industry has taken his side because I was shot. I've been turned into some kind of villain and he's the victim, Megan stated. This has messed up my whole life. Not a day goes by without being called a liar. She continued, this whole thing is about who I was having sex with, not who shot me. And I don't know why. I'm embarrassed because I'm a grown woman hanging with people I have no business hanging out with, she said about her regrets over the incident. Now look at how everybody wants to view me how could i share my body with someone who would shoot me now every week there's an article calling me a hoe the rapper admitted to suicidal um ideations since the incident stating i don't want to live i wish he had just shot and killed me if i had to go through this torture oh my gosh Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That sounds crazy. This is this is crazy. yeah i wouldn't even um i would not even do that though man seriously i wouldn't even think about doing suicide anyway um ta ended her questioning by touching on megan's relationship with harris whom the rapper says she no longer has a relationship with explaining they fell out probably in 2020 when Harris met with Tory after he shot me they went and turned the story around the story around um although Megan said she told Harris she felt betrayed when they met up she asserted she asserted that she has no doubt that it was Lanes not Harris who allegedly shot her that night when When Mendes and Mendesian took over for cross examination, he asked Megan if she had lied about her relationship with Lane's during a broadcast interview with Gail King in April, as well as to police and prosecutors, which she confirmed. She she explained. She also explained that she never told police about her claims that Lane said he'd give. Her million one million dollars for her silence or that he told her he was already on probation december 14th kelsey t- harris takes the stand to set to testify on december 14th harris took the stand for her testimony despite the da's declaration that they had no intent to prosecute her harris Attorney asserted her Fifth Amendment right against self incrimination and was granted use immunity by prosecutors. Judge Hereford said he determined her concerns were legitimate. I don't care to be here today. It's a triggering situation, Harris said when asked if she's having any feelings about being on the stand. She said she's been dealing with a lot of anxiety postpartum and dealing with a death she told jurors that she doesn't like her name being thrown out there and called accusations that she shot megan ridiculous harris said megan is painting a picture that she betrayed megan and is a bad friend who took hush money which isn't the case harris explained that she's known megan since their freshman year of college, dating back to 2013. The rapper asked Harris to be her assistant in 2018, a role which would involve traveling with Megan while assisting her in various duties. She and I were very close friends. She trusted me, I trusted her, Harris testified. Harris went on to claim that Megan encouraged her to pursue a romantic relationship with um, Lane's after they all met in early 2020 at the Rock Nation brunch. Harris stated that she and Lanes were more than just friends and had romantic encounters. On the night of the alleged shooting in July 2020, Harris claimed she Megan, and EJ Megan Stylus went to Jenna's house for a small get together. She emphasized that the event was not a party saying there were six people total present present. Um, yes, let's see. Yes. Harris said that the night started off innocently enough, but as the night progressed and people consumed alcohol she claimed that megan's demeanor was off as she kept drinking harris claimed that a lot of her memory of the party was blurry because of alcohol consumption and she recalled passing out at one point when when harris woke up she said she was told by ej that they needed to go but megan didn't want to harris could not recall when lanes arrived at the get together but recalled that Megan's wig was shifting and she wasn't herself and that Megan had been in pajamas when they left, not a bathing suit. Harris claimed that she left with Megan but had to return to Jenner's place because Megan forgot something. She said Megan went inside and found Lane's there, which is when a fight ensued. She claimed she doesn't know what was said or what happened because she wasn't inside but when megan returned with lanes megan claimed jenna kicked them out according to harris megan was rambling in a in in the car she recalled lots of back of going back and forth and that they were all arguing at one point harris claimed lanes was demanding that megan tell the truth while megan was telling harris not to listen to him Harris claimed Lanes told her that he and Megan had a relationship which kicked off an argument between Harris and Megan about the latter's um, disloyalty. Harris reiterated like Megan's claim that the rapper argued with Lanes about music and that Megan told him he had a lackluster career. When prosecutors asked Harris if she recalled Lanes calling him B, calling them bitches and hoes she says she didn't Harris also pleaded the fifth when asked whether lanes threatened to shoot her in the car the DA reminded Harris that she previously confirmed both events during this during the September 2020 September 2022 interview with the prosecution she responded that she guesses she said that but ultimately didn't recall yeah, this, this case is a mess right now, man. But hey, um. anyway, when the trial resumed after a lunch break, Harris claimed that the things she said in the deposition were inaccurate. She says she said certain things to protect herself. The DA played back several parts of her desp- desp- deposition for her to recall what it is she said such as saying lanes reached for the center console but harris continued to say she didn't remember harris claimed that the car carrying her megan and lanes pulled over twice after leaving jenna's home the first time she claimed megan and lanes um got out to talk outside the car and re entered happy and as if nothing happened but eventually more arguing commences this time between all three she said harris once again claimed she doesn't recall that the exact words and said it's a blur to which the da responded when you spoke to us in september it wasn't a blur was it she continued saying she remembered megan and lane's hitting each other over their careers as artists and that at what point she and Megan argued about her back door and me? When, when asked if this was the stop where she heard shots, Harris asked to take fifth again, but Judge Harford told her she had to answer the question. Harris continued to say she didn't remember. When asked if she received any bribes from Lanes, Harris responded that she, she wouldn't say bribe, refuting. The phrase used by the DA, not just me. I wouldn't say bribe, she said. When asked if Lanes offered her $1 million not to say anything, Harris says she assumes the money was about the shooting, but Lanes never said explicitly what it was for. I guess if that is what you want to call it, she responded when asked if Lanes alleged offers to fund a future business and pay for her attorneys were in exchange for Harris keeping silent. But Harris noted that she doesn't want any connection or correlation to Lane's and rejected his alleged affairs, no alleged offer, excuse me, for money, saying that she told him, I don't need you to do anything for me. Harris was once again asked about the car's second stop, claiming that she and Megan got out the car at the same time and that she hadn't been looking around while exiting the car, which is when she heard shots. She doubled down on her position that what she said in in her deposition was to protect herself, but they were not all true. The DA replayed Harris' deposition in which she said she heard fire She heard five or six gunshots soon after getting out of the car. And when she looked up, she saw Lanes hanging out of the driver's side. On the stand, Harris refuted her previous testimony saying it was a night of alcohol. And she doesn't recall saying that. Harris claimed that she never said Lanes was the one who shot Megan. And all she heard were shots that night. When asked by the DA, whether she was holding the gun shot megan or had any part in it harris says she didn't the da followed by followed up by asking who apologized for the shooting to which harris responded that she doesn't remember an apology from that night although um harris admitted she went to check on megan after hearing gunshots she claimed not to know where the blood she saw from and couldn't recall whether Megan was bleeding. The DA asked Harris if she remembers saying that Megan seemed like a deer in the headlights and that she saw Lane's aiming the gun downward towards Megan, which Harris subsequently denies remembering. She admitted to saying she was in defense mode. Harris continually doubled down on her statement that she said things that were not true during her deposition, claiming her mind isn't there. December 15th, Kelsey Harris returns to stand to testify. Harris returned to court on December 15th, but before jurors heard from the ex-assistant Dr. Lee Haruno, chief resident of orthopedic surgery at Cedar Sinai, took the stand. Dr. Haruno reportedly walked walked jurors through x-rays showing the wounds to Megan's feet, sharing that they identified four metallic bullet fragments embedded in her feet and removed what they could during emergency surgery that night in July, 2020. (sighs) Wow. Wow. Wait a minute here. Wait a minute here. Yeah. Um, Okay, um let me see, let me see. <clears throat> um let me see, let me see. According to Rolling Stone, Judge Hereford ruled out that the that the defense can call LAPD um detective Ryan Stogner to ask why he didn't pursue Harris as a possible shooter but cannot bring up that he's on administrative leave or anything about him being arrested on suspicion of domestic violence, reportedly saying that line of questioning about the off-duty incident behind Stockner's arrest would be far more prejudicial than probative. When Harris returned to the stand, the DA reportedly clarified to the witness that her use of immunity does not cover perjury before asking her if Megan was shot that night in 2020. Again, her team told me she stepped on glass, Harris testified. Um, And um, the DA pointed out that Harris sent a text, message, a text saying that Megan was shot moments after it happened. That's my assumption, Harris responded saying that while she did hear gunshots that night she didn't see megan limping lane's lawyer um, uh, began his cross-examination of harris asking if she'd had any contact with lanes or his lawyers or felt intimidated in any way and she responded no i would actually like to say to make that very clear i've seen some foot some things and i'm tired of that line so no harris added when asked if lanes had paid her anything the lawyer reportedly began to ask questions implying the prosecution had pressured harris to testify which bot argued had opened the door to playing the The full 80-minute recording of Harris' interview from September to defend the integrity of the prosecution. Harris continued to testify that most of the occurrences of that night were blurry because the group had been drinking at Jenner's home prior to the alleged assault. Kelsey, I understand it was alcohol, the lawyer said with during cross-examination before asking if there had been a physical fight between her and pete we probably just like bumped into each other she responded it was reported that after some deliberation judge hereford will in fact allow prosecutors to play harris entire interview for the jury um December 16th, prosecutors play Kelsey Harris's entire interview for the jury. Due to law, Lane's lawyer implying the prosecution had pressured Harris to testify, Judge Hereford has given prosecutors permission to play Harris' entire 80 minute interview for the jury. On the recording, Harris reportedly confirmed that Lane's called Megan bitches and holes and told prosecutors Lane's threatened to shoot her. Saying she told him, If you shoot me, you shoot me. I guess it's my time to go. Then she said the argument turned to artistry. Harris claimed that the, the fight was mainly about their musical careers, and reportedly told prosecutors that Megan said Lane's is only famous because of his remix with Jack Harlow, which led which led to Lane's lashing out at the Grammy winner. She said that she said after Megan got out of the vehicle, Harris turned at the sound of the second or third gunshot and saw Lanes leaning over the front passenger door to shoot Megan. She asserted that Lanes was shooting definitely in her direction and described fearing for her life later as lanes pulled on her hair and neck because it was really hard she was facing towards us and i would describe it as like a deer in headlights she reportedly told prosecutors the final testimony from the day was from dna experts who reportedly told jurors that Lanes's dna was not on the gun magazine um and that although it can't be concluded that his DNA wasn't on the gun. It can't be said that it was either, oh boy. December 19th, Monday's proceeding began with prosecutors reportedly um, attempting to add two new witness tampering charges to Lane's felony assault trial, but Judge Hereford said they waited too long i think it's unfair at this juncture so i would deny that motion the judge said according to rolling stone prosecutors also asked the court for an extra day to present their case or permission to reopen their presentation after um defense rest since they have been unable to locate an important witness Okay. Over the weekend, Megan's lawyer, Alex Spiro, claimed her former head of security, Justin Edison, went missing ahead of his expected testimony on December 16th. He was set to testify. He's somebody who's always plugged in on the grid. Responsive, and as he's set to testify in a violent crime crimes case, he goes missing, Spiro told Rolling Stone. Judge Hereford said he would allow prosecutors to rest their case with the option to reopen if they tracked down their witness. Prosecutors then called two prior witnesses back to the stand. LAPD Officer Sandra Cabral took the stand to first introduce police body cam footage showing the police stop after the last shooting. Jurors saw the video of Harris being handcuffed in which she is crying and asked Megan you okay as Megan limped away to an ambulance also in handcuff and yeah, handcuffs. When asked about Lane's demeanors, um, cabral says she didn't see anything as he was handcuffed and stood with his head down facing a wall. During cross-examination, the lawyer repeatedly asked if Cabral recalled hearing Lane's also uh, expressed concern for Megan, at one point specifically asking if she heard him saying, Meg, oh, you are going to be okay, you okay? Prosecutors objected to the question and the, the judge agreed it was improper. So the officer didn't answer. Prosecutors also called a DA investigator back to the stand to ask about Harris's diss track targeting Megan title, busting back the song was released back in November, 2020 and prosecutors highlighted the lyrics, you know, it, you know, it wasn't me and all you had to do was clear your best friend's name reportedly to combat the, de- the defense theory that Harris could have been the shooter harris also refers to des on the track des said if i spoke that's that a sex tape could drop which is presumed to be desiree perez ceo of rock nation according to billboard the lawyer called megan's former stylist eric Coberson, known professionally as ej king to the stand to testify about the party he attended at Jenna's house with Megan Harris and Lanes ahead of the alleged shooting. King corroborated Harris' prior testimony that Megan and Harris left Jenna's house alone with Lanes' driver before they allegedly returned to retrieve, retrieve Lanes. The stylist also claimed he never heard Megan or Harris say that Lanes carried a gun, and that he did not see a firearm at any point the night of the. Sh- less shooting december 20th on tuesday the defense called sean kelly the 911 caller from the night of the last shooting to testify kelly reported we witnessed some of the incident from a balcony overlooking Nich- nichols canyon boulevard kelly claimed he was woken up by arguing and looked out his window to see two girls fighting presumably megan and harris they were pulling the hair and hitting each other it was quite violent he claimed kelly claimed he saw the driver exit wearing all black and he joined the the fray kelly was scared and he asked his son to come into his room he testified several times that he saw a muzzle flash and and heard what he thought was fireworks but believes the flashes were from a woman Kelly claimed that he saw both the muzzle flash coming from one of the girls, but also saw it about the same time the smallest individual, lanes got got out of the car. The lawyer reportedly grilled Kelly about his previous interview with a defense investigator where he claimed he saw lanes try to take the alleged gun, but on the stand, Kelly said he never saw that. Kelly repeatedly testified that he believes a woman fired the alleged um, first shot saying, I believe I saw the girl shoot first, but he claimed he didn't know she had a gun at the time and believed it was fireworks. Kelly claimed he saw four people fighting, presumably Megan Harris and his driver with with the shorter guy pushing and fighting both girls. That's when um the lawyer asked Kelly, Sir, did you see the shoot the shorter guy with a gun in his hand? And Kelly answered yes. He then claimed that the other three began to beat one woman, saying, It appeared to be to me when I was on the phone that they were trying to kill he- they were trying to kill her. Kelly said he heard the driver say, The police are coming, and they put the woman in the Escalade and left. During cross-examination, Bot asked Kelly why he didn't report a woman shooting when he made his 911 call. Instead, he reported a group beating on a woman. Kelly claimed that the shooter guy was very agitated and had his arms outstretched. He was firing everywhere, Kelly alleged. Bot asked how many shots Kelly saw the short guy shoot, to which he answered four or five. Kelly claimed that after sh- the short guy alleged- allegedly fired, the woman on the ground was, was kicking all the time. She was crawling and stumbling across the road, he claimed. Kelly claimed that the short guy was shouting all N-words and F this, F that, directed at all of them. He was going crazy. He really agitated. When it came to to the alleged first shot made by a woman, Kelly claimed that he saw what happened, appears to be the girl shooting into the car. Although the vehicle in question was not Bullet red, bullet ridden. Excuse me. When police stopped it minutes later on Hollywood Boulevard, the case's lead investigator, detective Ryan Stockner, testified later in the day that Kelly sp- specifically said he couldn't tell who was holding the weapon. Stockner also testified about. Speaking with Megan four days after the shooting when she first reported the Reported she had been shot when asked by the lawyer whether Megan specifically mentioned George Floyd as her reason for her initial Excuse Stockner said the rapper didn't mention Floyd But she had mentioned something to the effect of because police were shooting black people She was afraid the final witness uh final witness on the stand was Randy Zapita, a Los Angeles police criminologist who prosecutors called to rebuke testimony from the defense DNA expert. Zapita testified that there is also a possibility that you won't leave any DNA behind when firing a, a, a gun five times. He said he disagrees with the defense's expert Expert testimony that one of the four DNA profiles on the gun has to be female. Closing arguments are expected to take place on Wednesday with the possibility of Lane's testifying before. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Um. So, this is crazy, man. And I'm not even going to really... um let's see um i'm pretty sure everybody knows the rest of the story so i'm probably not gonna go through all this yeah so actually um so let i'm gonna skip over to the other dates <gasps> um so december 23rd the jurors find Tory lane's guilty after a long week trial the, the jury returned with returned a verdict finding lanes guilty of assault with a semi-automatic firearm discharging a firearm with gross negligence and carrying a loaded unregistered firearm in a vehicle along with allegations that he personally used a firearm and inflicted great bodily injury lanes now faces more than 22 years in prison and probably deportation His sentencing has been set for january 27th which already happened and i think there's going to be another one i think there's going to be another one on february 28th i believe so um i'll probably keep i'll probably actually keep an eye on this story anyway so anyway so let's go to another topic uh let's see let's see what else we got to talk about here Okay, we got another. We have another idiot. We have an idiot right here. We have an idiot. We have an idiot right here, man. And and I have to really say, a homeless man free on bond in a, in a past assault case was arrested in Brooklyn Tuesday for allegedly threatening to kill police in videos uploaded to Twitter. Ricardo Waldron, age forty seven, was charged with. Making terrorist terroristic threats and menacing after investigators found his social media page littered with a series of disturbing threats against NYPD, NYPD cops, police, and sources said, Oh my gosh, why? That's my question. That's my question right there. Um Ah, <laughs> oh, man. The things people do, the things people do just to just to get attention. Oh boy. Come on. All right. Yeah, the question I have here is, one minute, if I can find it. Oh no. this is crazy man um all right so let's all right yeah so when Waldron posted 10 different threatening posts in a matter of 12 seconds beginning beginning early Tuesday. Oh my gosh. Um every time I remember being hit by a cop, I'm going to try to kill cops Waldron scream in one video posted at 10:38 a.m. Tuesday. Oh lord. Lord, this is ridiculous <sighs> this person is ruining his damn life over of some bullshit like this this is nuts <laughs> no wonder his ass is about to be crashing and burning Yeah, I'll be, I'll be upset too. I'll be upset too, though, man, when it comes to shit like this, man. Like, seriously, that's not something you play around with. That's something you don't play around. Right, um all right let's keep going the videos and photos uploaded by Waldron all appeared to have been taken in the subway system Waldron was arrested while he was on the subway in Coney Island police said Hmm. yes Waldron's arrest isn't the first hit and run in the law. He was out in the streets after posting a $10,000 bond last October in an assault and weapons possessions case, sources said. Okay. Alright, um what else? What else we got on the agenda? Oh yes, um let's get to okay. Um okay, let's go to adult swim. Let's go to adult swim. So Let's go to Adult Swim. Unfortunately, the co-creator cold, the, the cold of Rig and Morty is in some hot water. And um, and this is from a variety, okay? So, so Justin Rowland has resigned from Squinch Games, the video game developer banner that he co-founded in 2016 the company shared the news tuesday evening adult swim is serving ties with rick and morty co-creator roland after he was charged with domestic violence adult swim has ended its association with justin Rowland, the network said in a statement as previously reported, Roland was charged in Orange County, California with one felony count of domestic battery with corporal injury and one felony count of false imprisonment by menace, violence, fraud, and or deceit. He pleaded not guilty in 2020 and appeared in court Thursday, January 13, 2023 for a pretrial hearing. A trial date has not yet been set. Um, has not been set. He, he is due for another pretrial hearing on April 27th. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy, man. This is crazy. This is beyond nuts. This is crazy, man. This is crazy. (sighs) Man. Okay, so my question for this shit is something like this. And I'll fill you in on why in a a sec. So let me just get to these sound effects. According to the felony complaint obtained by Variety, the incident occur- occurred on or around January 19, 2020, against an unnamed Jane Doe, who was dating Rowland at the time. In addition to co-creating Rick and Morty with Dan Harmon, Rowland also provides the voices of the two main characters on this, on the show, as well as various other characters. The show is expected to continue without Roland, and sources say his roles will be recast. Adult Swim had previously renewed Rick and Morty in 2018 for 70 additional episodes with the intention of taking it to 100 episodes at least. To date, 61 episodes of the series have aired, and season six having wrapped up in December 2022. Roland has, oh, Roland also has the animated comedy Solo Opposites at Hulu, which was renewed for a fifth season back in October. He also provides a voice and executive produces the recently launched Hulu animated comedy Koala Man. (laughs) Koala Man, oh my gosh. Oh, man you know this is what happens this is what happens when you do something very very stupid and you tend to ruin your life you tend to ruin your life man like on some dumb shit, though like this is beyond unbelievable right here man okay up next uh we have we have ice cube okay we have ice cube right here so let's get to it right here um okay so (laughs) most recently oh man so most recently ice cube Ice Cube had a good day morning laugh thanks to Stephen A. Smith and Michael Irvin who were on first take and recreated a hilarious scene from next Friday. On on the Monday, January 9th broadcast of first take, Stephen A. Smith and three-time Super Bowl champion Michael Irvin opened the show by recreating the scene from next Friday where Pinky, played by Clifton Powell, Confronts Ice Cube's character Craig Jones. Smith was teasing Irvin over the Dallas Cowboys' loss to the Washington Commanders on Sunday, January eighth. Irvin played his entire eleven-year career with the Cowboys, and Smith would never waste an opportunity to drag Dallas since he he's an avid New York Giants fan. Irvin stood as. Still as rock while wow. Stephen A grilled him from the side as the camera zoomed in on them to open the show. Shut up, Stephen A. Smith bought that Michael Arvin while he was stumbling on his words. Shut up. What happened to the Cowboys yesterday? What happened to them? Shut up, Said, say another word and this is over. He added, what happened to the running game, huh? What happened to the running game? Shut up. Cube saw the clip and gave his stamp of approval over the rendition of the hilarious scene. And he and he said, "In quote, they did that." The West Coast rap legend said in a ret- in a ret- retweet of the clip. Oh wow! <laughs> Next Friday was released in two thousand and served as the first film produced on the Cube's front. No, Cube's film production company, Cube Vision the rapper wrote produced and starred in the film with a cast that also included mike epps and the late great john Witherspoon, tamala jones and more the film was the sequel to friday which was released in 1995 a third movie was released in 2002 titled friday friday after next and all and all three were box office successes last month ice Cube said he felt the front the first friday film was the most impactful out of the trilogy thanks to its message surrounding gun violence cube and his mount mount westmore colleagues e40 and too short stopped by Cool j's rot the bells radio show where they touch they touch on the death certificate mc's iconic movie franchise during their lengthy discussion ll asked cube about the semi the seminal moment in the first friday film between cube and the late great john witherspoon who advises cubes character correct to put down his gun and use his fist instead cube, ice cube said that scene alone made the first friday film stand out from its subsequent sequels in quote it was an important scene and that's why the first friday is so impactful over the other ones cube said at the 47 minute mark because if you look at the other ones they don't have that moment in the movie so it took a comedy and it took the laughter and it was a teachable moment it was dramatic in the movie that was so funny it was impactful because he what he was saying was some real shit. he continued it's cool because it was like yo i would have never moved in this neighborhood. If you needed a goddamn gun to walk down the street, that's impactful. Before Friday, shit was so crazy in the hood when I had it written that Witherspoon was like crazy. Um, yeah, like crazy. Um, and uh crazy in the hood when I had when I had it written that way this one was like you are you going down the street take this gun with you (laughs) it's crazy right ain't that crazy uh yeah ain't that crazy (laughs) oh man okay so flow rider um yeah Flo rider according to people was awarded 82.6 million dollars in damages Wednesday after a jury found that an energy drink maker breached a contract it had with him okay that's interesting that's very interesting 82.6 million dollars wow A two point six million dollars. Wow, wow. Hold on a minute. Okay, okay. Um, where was I? yes flora okay so i just did that one already a broadwood county jury awarded the sum to the rapper nearly two years after he and his company strong arm Productions, sued celsius holdings incorporated in may 2021 when he claimed the company violated an endorsement deal from the mid 2010s Basically, I helped birth this company, and all we had, all we was looking for was some trustworthy people who acted as if they were family. The rapper, real name, um, Tremont Dillard, told the Associated Press. And then when it comes down to the success of um, today, they forgot, they just forgot about me. As a, as the publication reports, Florida was a brand ambassador from 2014 to 2018, with a silver complaint claiming that his involve, involvement introduced the company to a wider audience. the co- The company's lawyers, however, argued during the case that the company reached its greatest success when the endorsement deal ended, and that in, an increase in sales and stock value were a result of other dealings per the AP Celsius is disappointed with the result and disagrees with the jury's verdict we intend to appeal based on several grounds a spokesperson for Celsius tells people this decision doesn't take away from all Celsius has accomplished over the last several years and we look forward to achieving achieving continued success and delivering quality products to our customers um, Four riders attorney John Um Usto said during closing arguments that the right round rapper was looking for the one percent ownership he was promised. His legal team also argued that the partnership allowed Celsius to grow its product portfolio, including a powder, a powder product and a line called Celsius Heat. Over $27 million of the damages awarded to Florida rider represent two hundred fifty thousand dollars shares in celsius which is which the musician said were all to him per forbes the miami new the, the the miami new times also shared that since celsius hit first hit the nasdaq exchange in 2017 it is now adding no excuse me now trading for more than 106 um um $106 million actually per share, while each share was worth um worth less than a dollar. Actually $106. Um one dollar when Florida's partnership began. All right. All right, hold on a sec. Okay, so he loved the product, and it's and it's been a very successful four-year relationship. You still told the AP there were some benchmarks he was surprised. No, excuse me, supposed to get stock when certain things happened, and there became a dispute about whether the benchmarks had been reached. So what's so that's what this was about at the floor, Riders win and count in court, excuse me. The The musician shared a celebratory post on Instagram featuring various photos of of, of him and court's soundtrack by his 2022 song, What A Night. In some images, Flo Rider could be seen holding cans of Celsius. I'm still an owner in the company, Flo Rida told the AP. And when you basically planted the seed for something that is successful, you can't help but have Unconditional love. Hmm. Well, well, congratulations to Floor Rider. Congratulations to Floor Rider. Uh, let's make some noise for Floor Rider, man. For getting his due, it's just due. Oh okay, you booop. Okay. all right so let's see we got another topic that we need to get to here let's get to um let's get to the roots let's get to the roots let me see how much time we got okay um And this is from Yahoo.com. By 1985, Philadelphia natives, the legendary Roots crew, um, known as the Roots, had acquired a reputation as one of the most creative acts. I one of the yeah, creative acts in hip hop. They developed their second to none live shows by touring the globe and gaining an international following that would ultimately propel them into superstardom and independently released debut album organized showcased the band's undeniable potential but their major label debut do you want more released on january 17 1995 established established them as the standard bearers of underground and um jazz f- infused hip-hop with live instrumentation (laughs) um unlike any other act the roots were not like any other hip-hop act of the mid 90s an era when a large segment of the landscape was dominated by either new york's boom bap scene or the west coast g funk sound what set the roots apart was their focus on live instrumentation which was almost unheard of at the time with the impeccable timing and precision of Amir mere thompson's drumming um leonard no leonard hubbard excuse me yeah leonard, hubbard, leonard hubbard's um um bottom heavy bass work and the keyboard virtuosity of the dan unknown scott storch the Root's sound was truly one of, one of a kind. Other projects of the time seem to have more polish, but do you want more captured the raw energy of The Root's live show and improv jam sessions? While previous hip-hop acts have been influenced by jazz, among them a tribe called Quest, Gangstar, and Diggable Planets. The, the roots continue to advance the sound, evolving from a hip-hop collective to a full-fledged hand. Production on the album was handled primarily by the grand knee guys <laughs> and drama band leader Questlove, who crafted an album of gems, of which Proceed stands out as one of the best it remains one of the roots signature signature tracks on which black thought brings his um adroit lyricism to a jazzy laid-back groove elsewhere with its infectious hook distortion to static displays the group's unique sound while silent treatment will go down as one of the best ballads of the 90s with its vulnerable ethos and Black Thoughts infusive chorus. Your favorite rapper's favorite rapper, while the group's later albums would see the group develop more focused sound. Do you want more? Captured their neo soul bohemian beginnings with a jazzy delivery that can be heard on tracks like the funky lazy afternoon or mellow my man the the latter of which sees black thought and malik b playfully trading verses while the roots were while the roots are a collective of top tier musicians and lyricists uh were well, versed in a plethora of musical traditions, Questlove steers the ship as the musical director and band leader. That said, Black Thought is in a league of his own when it comes to blessing the mic. Accompanied by his partner Malik B and frequent collaborator Dice Raw, he gives dazzling lyrical performances due, throughout Do You Want More? With his razor sharp, quick witted multi symbolatic um symbol symbol multi symbol big rhyme, sch- rhyme schemes he manages to combine the styles of two of his biggest influences cool g rap and big daddy Kane, into his own lyrical persona <clears throat> delivering a tour de force performance throughout the album. Black Thoughts shows why he would become your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. All In all night jam session on later albums, The Roots would explore deeper subject matter and pen their most career-defining songs, But Do You Want More, captures them as young phenoms who have invited us to listen in on an all night jam session. Who could have predicted that the same band who dropped this experimental record would also become a fixture of late night television as the house band for the Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon. Black Thought and Questlove are two of hip hop's most well known representatives in the mainstream. And yet they also continue to push the culture forward. Decades on from its release, Do You Want More? has aged extremely well a testament to the vision of the group who rebelled against popular hip hop at the time to focus on their artistry. Not just a hip-hop jazz classic, the album stands out among the Roots' legendary canon for showing what a live band with an ambitious sense of experimentation could bring to a genre that um, was still finding its fleet. Okay. All right. That's pretty That's pretty dope. That's pretty dope, though. Um, let's see what else what else we got here yes the weekend all right let's go to the weekend according to billboard um the weekends is there someone else video has arrived on the one-year anniversary of his dawn FM album the clicker directed music video for Is There Someone Else? The 10th track on Dawn FM was released on Saturday, January 7th. The weekend had previously teased the visuals, sharing a snippet on his social media accounts earlier in the week. The singer's latest video features him watching a woman seductive dance through a city apartment window and with a somewhat, a somewhat, somewhat creepy mask as he wanders in the night. Is there someone else or not? Um, Dawn FM made his debut on January 7th, 2022 and, and launched at number two on the Billboard 200 oh creepy mask okay you know what i have to say on on the um on the scary stuff right here man <clears throat> oh lord you know i'll let the sound effects speak for itself yeah that would be that would be that'd be crazy right here though that's scary and (laughs) um to actually hear something like this a creepy mask like you see creepy mask in movies though like i get it though man like creepy masks are usually the scariest one i mean i guess it's i guess it's part of creative art when it comes to a music video like this um so yeah that that right there is 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 wow Um all right Yes <laughs> um yes there's more to this actually hold on a second i think that's that's about it for the weekend yeah you can check out his music video on youtube as well and um chloe bailey chloe bailey um and also according to billboard after nearly two years of dropping a string of singles including have mercy and treat me chloe Cole. Chloe Chloe Bailey is unveiling her highly anticipated solo debut album the 24 year old singer took to Instagram on Tuesday January 24th to reveal that her upcoming album titled in pieces will be arriving in March 2023 which is next month check your look check your uh of course mark your calendars I, there's no specific date to be exact but um though the exact release date has yet to be shared so remains to be seen along with the announcement bailey shared a video in which she's she's seen in a sleek red leather gown acting as a scale as she holds a human heart on one arm and a spear on the other Wear my wear my heart on my sleeve. They all say I'm naive, but it's better than nothing. She's heard singing in the background over an ethereal melody. Chloe's sister Haley Bailey um shared a sweet comment and support. Woo. She wrote beneath the post as part of Chloe and Haley. The sister duo released two albums, 2018's The Kids Are Alright, and 2020's Ungodly Hour. It's everything that I've been going through, all the the tearing down, people underestimating, telling me I can't do it. All of those things have gone into the music. Chloe previously explained of her upcoming solo LP. The album is me picking myself up and talking myself out of any little place or space that the world has tried to put me in that people in personal relationships have tried to put me in and even doing doing that to myself it's me breaking free <clears throat> so we'll keep it now on the date of the of the premiere of Chloe Bailey's album so of course marches around the corner so mark, mark your calendars to hear on her social media. When she makes the announcement on the exact date, I will bring it here. Um, let's see. What else we have here? What else we got? What else we have here? Um. Okay, what else we got here? All right. So let's get to... Let me see. Let me see. Let me see um let me see let me see let me see all right so let's get to rappers earning more respect for being producers and then we go to eat and drink and then wrap up from here all right so let's go to let's go right here let's go right here and um and this is according to Double XL Mag. Being creative isn't limited to being nice at one thing. Some artists bloom by being a jack of all trades and master of many. Most notably, and as of late, a lot of coveted rappers have been making lot making magic on the boards. Yeah, making magic on the boards in addition to on the mic, and whether that typically consist- consists consists of them producing music for themselves or other artists. Their their shared ability to cook up stuff, to cut stuff up from scratch shouldn't go without notice. Last year, Drake and 21 Savage's blockbuster album, Her Lost, only had one sole feature, which is Travis Scott. But Flame wasn't the only other rapper to make an appearance Lil yachty <laughs> named after a boat <laughs> was also uh, a significant part of the project's creation yachty scored co-production credits on standout cuts like um Jumbotron, shit popping and privileged rappers plus others following the release of her lost drizzy thank boat for his work i love you kid thank you for your time your incredible talent and your ab lib game he wrote he wrote hold on oh my god that's not what i meant Not what I meant. Okay, um, let me see. Where was I? Wait, um, where was I? What did I say he wrote? Let me see. Oh man! Wait! 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 wait, wait. He wrote. Where did I? Yeah. Let me, let me Damn. all right hold on a second damn I'm sorry I'm trying to keep track of what I left where I left off yes he wrote to Yadi on Instagram yes there it is baby King is another name that jumps that jumps off the page in this regard. Keem, of course, laces his own beats to punch in on, but there's also a friends and family element to his umbrella of talent. In 2021, Keem and his cousin, big cousin, Kendra Lamar, dropped the Grammy award-winning family ties, which Keem contributed production to. As as heard there, his talent is not to be boxed in. Something he stamped in on a 2020 double XL interview. I am not, I am not opposed to the title rapper, but that's not all I do. I ain't, I'm a creator, he said. Moreover, Blast is additionally known for his execution as a beat controller. Efforts like No Love Lost, Gang Slide, and Before You Go Still On My Way, Slap even harder knowing that blast barely outsourced to put it all together his inspiration to be a switch hitter came from watching his family do so they inspired me to do they inspire me to want to try production he said about his cousins in a 2021 double interview i think what sparked it for me was how natural it was it was as if it was my, it was in my dna uh, it was in my dna of course um a uh, big respect to those names and there's even more to salute so there's going to be a whole list of um names that were uh, respect so below is a full list of modern day rappers who are similarly just as good on the boards as they are on the mic so let's see so blast um, blasts production aptitude has been exemplified on solo projects like no love lost Overrated, and before you go still on my way as well as six six tape one savage and two might do well in tandem with bino Rideau. outside of his own world of rap and b and over the last few years he also assisted on the beat design for bino's brand new and burner boys solid okay so you got baby keem Yes, yeah, so you got people like Baby Keem, both died for my bitch, invented it, and the Melodic Blue Lost Souls. Hold on. Yes. Um <clears throat> All right. Um Yes, the melodic blue lost souls featuring featured baby king rapping over beats that he made. Um Yeah, both died from my bitch Invented it and the melodic blue lost souls featured baby king rapping over beats that he made. But he was earning his stripes as a producer years ago, stacking up credits with TDE's Schoolboy Q, um, Num Num Juice. <laughs> oh, shit. And J-Rock, knock it off. Recently, Keem won a Grammy for TMB's Family Ties with Kendrick and a track where he also secured a co-production credit, credit and contributed to Offset's Blame It on set single. Five, four, three, two, one. Yachty <laughs> was one of the producers who helped slice up the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift theme song for a face-soaring cut-off Lil' Boat 3, TD featuring five reverses from ASAP Rocky, aka Late Rocky. <laughs> Tyler, the creator, and Tierra Whack Fast forward to last year, he secured four production credits on Back Outside Boys, Privileged Rappers, Pussy, and Millions, (laughs) with Travis Scott and Jobotron shit popping, all of which were housed on Drake and 21's Her Loss. (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh, that, that, oh my gosh. Oh Lord, that is the funniest name of a song I ever heard, Pussy in Millions. <laughs> That's funny, man. <laughs> oh shit. Oh shit. Oh my goodness. Um, All right, hold on. A bit here. Okay. Okay. Let's keep going here. Um, Quavo. Um, of course really started off started firing off on a production tip back when culture 2 dropped using the momentum he had from tracks like bbo with 21 average he went on to produce on his debut solo project Quavo. honcho lost and on the last culture installment avalanche last year he branded his beat making on only built for infinity links building rhythms on two infinity links and bars into captions travis scott every every travis scott project from um owl pharaoh to World features his product production palette in the last 10 years since gaining his respect as an a-list artist he's also assisted on beats that were used by migos white sand rihanna woo and drake company more recently when his cactus jack limb don tulliver popped out with heaven or hell la flame lent some melodies to his signee for after party tyler the creator started off in the lab years ago by making beats for himself and other members of the fame odd future collective speed things up to the 2020s, and he's winning Grammys off albums that he entirely produced, Call Me If You Get Lost, and pushing the boundaries by offering his production up to people like Maxwell Cream, <laughs> big persona on the note of RB. He's also helped um Sna Allegra, um, Neon Peach. And Scissor Jody maintained their musical chokehold on the masses. Chief Keith has been producing since the early days as evidence on projects like Back From the Dead 2. As time progressed and closer to now, he's gotten even better, starting with his work on Lil Uzi Vert's Chrome Heart Tags and Two Chains Freelider in 2020. He wrapped up last year by contributing some dope additions to Coyle Race Trendsetter, Mission Impossible, and NBA Young Boys' Ma, I Got a Family, All the Problems. <laughs> Friday produced majority of his Lost in Melody EP last year. From that standouts inc- include Empty Stomach, Godsend Sent with Vori, and Don't Give Up on Me. He rose even higher la- last year by solidifying a 2023, no, late year, excuse me, no, late year, Um by solidifying a Grammy, 2023 Grammy nod for DJ Khaled's God Did, a track he both sung and produced on, and credits, credits to, credits are Ray Strummer's Denial, Louis. Y- no, little tj excuse me give you what you want and rod waves the answer is no among among others j cole has been known to put his foot into a beat or two he proves himself early on in the 2010s with platinum selling records like workout and power trip tracks that he also produced showcasing that he hasn't he hasn't missed a step over the next decade Cole was the main beat architect on the off season, where he laced tracks like Applying Pressure and 100 mil. And he handed it off two more on Dreamville's Gangsta Grills project, D-Day, Lifestyle by Bass and Asap Ferg and Army is Coming Down. Um, <clears throat> Saba, between the Bucket List project Care For Me and. Few good things. Saba is three f- for three when it comes to his studio albums, and his beats are packed within all of them. The list of credits credits runs deep, but when he popped out with the latter last year, tracks like "Still," "Survivor's Guilt," and "The Pivot Gang Cut Soldier" stood out. All of which he featured his production prowess. Prowess, excuse me. Logic is an underrated taste maker when it comes to the rap game. His talent should never go without notice though, especially when it comes to production. He's been perfecting his craft in that regard ever since the mixtape days in the early 2010s. It paid off now that the tracks he helped produce like 1-800-273-8255 are on the cuffs of Going Diamond. And he's made, he's made even more beats for recent efforts like Bobby Tarantino, the third of Vaccine and Vinyl Days Tetris. Ty Dolla has been producing his own music since he first got in, in the music industry, extending his success into This decade, he contributed to the beats on featuring Ty Dolla on Tyrone 2021, Lift Me Up, and Power Blue, just to name a few. And when he linked up with um, DVSN for Cheers to the Best Memories, he laced the production on that as well, I believe it, with Matt Miller. um, Late great Matt Miller, to be exact. Lil Tecca. A leading face of SoundCloud's resurgence passed the baton when when he produced Sofago's breakout smash "Not Not. That record is just one of the many they've collaborated for. Continuing Tech's dedication to the un- underground community, he's also made beats for acts like um, Cash Dami. I know Pasto Flaco produced by Tech and young F- fazel Angelic Anthem, proving that his ear for production is both respected and requested. Wow. <clears throat> so that's pretty much it, though, man. Rappers who, pro- who produce. That's pretty much it, though, man. Let's get to... All right, let's get to um Let's get to the next segment involving munchies and drinks. <clears throat> munchies and drinks, man. All right. Hang on a second. of you that's listening who are new here to this new york platform right here um that don't know what munchies and drinks is this is basically about the the stories behind eat and drink so 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 today's segment um involving involving a story so let's get into the story right here. So let's get into it. And this is from the website that I'm using is um, amny.com slash news. Um, of course, eat and drink is the category that I'm using. So here we go. A million meals and more than two decades later, Jonathan Benno, can still recall sitting at a picnic table by the side of a busy road in bangkok at 2 a.m with a small group of renowned chefs all from michelin starred restaurants like the french laundry (laughs) the french laundry oh wow oh wow Oh wow, the French laundry, wow. That's funny. That's funny right there, man. All right, um yeah, the French laundry. <laughs> oh shit and protege <laughs> oh shit the former, oh, man the former lincoln um uh, restaurant restaurant <laughs> executive chef now the culinary director for um a pc remembers one chef in particular richard capizzi it's a 23-year friendship," Bino said. He was one of my closet, excuse me, closest friends. I'm a, I'm a little choked up. Richard was one, was the most talented pastry chef I worked with. Capizzi passed away last um, September after battling brain cancer. He was 45. Capizzi leaves behind a wife, Phyllis. And two children. He will be honored this Sunday at Lincoln um, Restaurant with a six-course tribute dinner prepared by his former colleagues and friends, including Thomas Keller, Shea Galant, Jonathan Beno, Artem Orlosky, and Chad Pelagi. Desserts will be made by pastry chef Sebastian um, Roxel stephanie morgado kara blitz katie Backlund, and scott co coe um all proceeds from the tribute dinner will go towards the Capizzi family oh boy that that's 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 that's, that's that really sucks man that's gotta suck though, man. You know what I mean? I mean to hear about brain cancer. That that has to suck. <sighs> that really sucks, man. You know what I mean? That really sucks. Um. Okay, so a scholarship in Capizzi's name will be launched at the Culinary Institute of America, where Capizzi graduated graduated first in his class in 2000 he was awarded pastry chef of the year and numerous awards for his pastry artistry taste and technicality let's get rid of this um the institute described Capizzi's approach to his craft as light lush and beautifully constructed he could do show pieces these large elaborate pieces pulled sugar Chocolate, Beano said he could do handmade chocolates, fine dining desserts, casual desserts. Richard understood volume, whether it was 100 covers or a banquet of for 3,000 on the Lincoln Lincoln Center campus. During his time of pastry chef Lincoln Restaurant, <laughs> won one Michelin star and t- two New York Times stars busy is described as being a rare expert in all the pastry pastry arts. A gifted baker, confectioner, chocolatier. Not sure what confectioner means, but anyway. A maker of gelato and sorbetto. Before becoming pastry chef at Lincoln Restaurant, <laughs> Capizzi was a pastry assistant at the Russian Tea Room, the pastry sous chef at the opening of Per Se, and then the pastry chef for Per Se and Butchin Bakery. He had worked at um um Le, Cirque, Le Cirque, Chef Jean Louis Paladin's Napa restaurant, the Royam. The Royame du Chalot, Chocolat in Lyon and, Lion and Monte, Carlo, Monte Carlo's Grand Hotel. Capizzi's nickname at Lincoln Restaurant was the Plant Manager, because while putting out phenomenal desserts and pastries, he knew he knew every electrical wire, um, every plumbing, everything. Galante said. He ran that restaurant from a mechanical perspective. Desserts and pastries, yum. For the tribute dinner, Shea Galante, um, uh, Balthazar's executive chef is preparing for Diavolo. Hold on. all right um here is i yes fraud diavolo a homemade uh, rig- rigatoni with octopus with with marzano tomato calabrian calabrian chili and and Guanciale. Guanciale. Um, Galante worked with Capizzi when Galante was formerly executive chef at Lincoln Restaurant. <laughs> um, he was very much the Italian American who loves fine dining, but he was very down to earth at heart, Galante said. So why don't I do pasta it's just something I know he always was drawn to. He loved any kind of pasta. Fruity Demar Beno said I will help him do the feast of the seven fishes for his family at Christmas time. He really loved the the porchetta, the porchetta, excuse me, the whole roasted pork loin wrapped in the belly. Benno's oh wait hold on yeah Benno's memories of traveling with the world uh with capizzi replay almost instantaneously the the many christmas and memorial day meals his family and capizzi's family shared and the all expenses paid disney trips were where Benno and capizzi cooked at eat epcot's international food and wine festival they take great care of the chefs, Beno said. You get to bring your family. I went, to, I went to Disney four or five times with Richard. His wife, Phyllis, and their kids, Gianni and Felicia. Capizzi, Capizzi commuted into the city from Long Island where his roots were. The, the island is where Capizzi grew up and where his family lived and it was so important to raise his family where he and his wife were from, Beno said. He believes Capizzi got his drive for perfection for his craft from his mom and dad. Besides the culinary arts, Capizzi was also a different sort of master crafter and then some. He was a meticulous carpenter, Beno Benno said. He bought an old Victorian and completely restored it. He worked 100 hours a week, did motocross and baseball with his son, and took his daughter to swim meets. The guy never slept. Then we're speaking about Richard, the chef, incredibly talented, meticulous, utmost integrity. I've never seen anybody work harder in my life. He really was Superman in the kitchen. That's pretty great, though, man. You know what I mean? That's pretty great. Uh yeah so let's see. Well, I think that's about it. I think that's about it for this episode right here titled All Play. So, it's not just a Tory Lanez thing that's all play here. It's all it's also um various topics that we discussed in music news and stuff like that. Everything was all play you know what i mean so that's the name of the episode right here so just you know so so just stick around for our next last segment of the of the day which is stream choices on the go let's get into it right here man hold on and y'all know what to and y'all know what to do y'all know what to do right here um if you like what you heard in today's episode and any previous episodes whatsoever please feel free to go ahead and show your love by following um off the meat rack chains New York podcast on Facebook and Instagram alongside with my sports platform which is excellent fun vibrant talks podcast the sports edition show and the review show meticulous vibe juice podcast and of course you can follow your homie right here g money stacks at the primary handle on the gram which is g money stacks 555 in queens new york make sure you turn on your notifications and be sure to be sure to um catch the new episodes of when it's going to be dropping. Like I said, it's going to be Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. All right. And um let me just say this, though, man. And I haven't even got a chance to touch this. I haven't had a chance to touch this one. Um, let me see. Yes. Yeah, so, if you like to be a guest, if you like to be a guest on this New York podcast platform right here and if you have anything you want to talk about what is a particular topic um whether it's um what is something you want to um talk about as a promotion or whatever case scenario may be whatsoever you can go to this email address right here which is off the meat rack chains new york podcast at gmail.com that's off the meat rack chains new york podcast at gmail.com write it down on a piece of paper you can text it text message it to yourself and and of course you can put it on your notepad so there you have it right there man so um without further ado let me just say if you go to the link and bio where it says linktree gmoney stacks you're gonna see a whole list of audio streaming platforms including youtube as well so um you can leave a voice message on anchor.fm slash money stacks slash message that's anchor.fm g money stacks slash message all right so speaking of anchor that's what we're going to start with right here so here we go um so the new york podcast episodes are on anchor Audacity, Audible, Audio Burst, Amazon Music Breaker, Castbox FM, Deezer, Listen Notes, Moon FM Podcast, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Podbay, Podfriend, and the latest newly added streaming platform Podhound, Podopolo, Podorama, Podcast Index, Podcast Attic, Podchaser, Podverse, reason fm spotify stitcher tuning radio google podcast iHeart radio first of all yeah radio public i Heart radio the number one app for music radio and podcasts and make sure um you 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 follow the two podcast shows which is excellent fun vibrant talks podcast the sports edition show meticulous vile juice podcast review show and also be sure you follow on iHeartRadio radio as well which is off the meat rack chains new york podcast which is also on there as well and you don't need a, a credit card or a debit card to download these apps you can download these apps onto your iphones your, your android phones ipads android tablets your laptops which includes mac and apple laptops dell laptops which includes windows you can download these apps onto your laptops as well so don't you worry about that too so windows if you have windows you can download that too and if you have apple laptops you can download that to your um mac laptops as well and of course last but not least make sure you go ahead to the youtube channel page of g money stacks 555 grab that subscribe button for me click on the no noni bell so you can be reminded of the times and of course enable alerts which is very important too so you can know the day and time on each podcast episode live stream recording for youtube is going to start um and be sure to leave a like and a comment along with the episodes with the topics stay tuned for more video content upcoming episodes previous episodes and be sure you download these episodes share the episodes share the videos listen stream and watch the episodes in case you miss any of the episodes or server don't worry everything's all there I got your back so and um most importantly tell a friend to another friend spread the word word of mouth is important and be sure to be sure to be sure to also include um what is it yes 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 also include be sure to you know share the link that says linktree slash G Money stacks 545 forgive me for for um stumbling a bit um just bear with me and um Yes, yeah, share the link that says Linktree slash GmoneyStacks 555 Also along with the stream streaming platforms that I just mentioned. And of course, share the podcast with your husbands, your wives, your girlfriends, your boyfriends, friends, people you cool with from, from college, high school, people you people that you meet at festivities, parties block parties barbecues wherever you meet people all right and that's gonna do it for me man um i'm your man g money stacks aka the Gregonian. thank you very much for listening to episode 239 titled all play and of course like i always say at the end of the show please follow your goals and dreams Don't let anybody stop you from doing what you need to do. And of course, be sure to be sure to, you know, take care of one another and reach out to one another. Because you never know what a person might be going through. And uh, the grind doesn't stop. Hard work pays off. If you want something, you have to work hard and you have to earn it. Find something and look for something that clicks to you that you love to do that gets you on your P's and Q's creatively, mentally, physically, and spiritually that gets you into your zone with tunnel vision. Stay liquid. Thank you so much. I appreciate every single one of you for listening. You could have listened to any podcast in the in the world, but you chose to listen to this New York podcast platform right here. And thank you to everybody international, USA, Canada, Long Island, AK Strong Island, plus the five boroughs of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island and Queens. Thank you Everybody in each of the regions, areas, HUDs, I appreciate you. Thank you very much. Peace and one love. I hope y'all enjoy the rest of your weekend. Stay liquid. Be careful out there. Take a friend with you. And peace and one love. And of course, and of course, stay tuned. For episode 240 as i'm going to make an announcement in regarding to the the 50 years of hip-hop events that's coming up stay tuned for that one right there and i will be posing a question in regards to one of the transit topics that was um discussed earlier and um and enjoy yourselves and. Good night. And Y P O D C A S T, alongside with my primary Instagram handle G Money Stacks Five Fifty Five in Queens, New York, and go to the YouTube channel G Money Stacks Five Fifty Five. Be sure to click the subscribe button, grab the notification bell so you can be reminded on when the show goes in the air live via live stream. More video content, upcoming episodes Breaker, Deezer, Listen Notes, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Podbay, Podfriend, Podcast Addict, Podorama, Podchaser, Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. I'm G Money Stacks and thank you listeners and watchers for tuning into the podcast. One love.